0: This is going to have to be a five-minute episode, otherwise I'm going to turn into a block of ice. So, clock is on. What number is this? Welcome to Babble 272 Oh, are we finished with this yet? I'm not well And it's we cold We are forgotten, but not yet gone
1: <laughs> Yes, we are Babble, still just about by the skin of our little skinny cold fingers We are your weekly friendly environment podcast, are not we all? Yes All about people and the planet, and why? Just because it's really cold, that doesn't mean there's no climate change, Yes Correct. And what are we going to be talking about very quickly in an animated fashion this week? <laughs> oh!
0: Yes, there is a slight risk that if this record takes more than about seven and a half minutes, now that I've had to turn the fan off in my shed, I will turn into a sodding polar bear, and not in a good way. One of the cold, dead, frozen polar bears. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, no, so we're going to be talking very briefly and in quick fire away about Twitter we're going to be talking about that there Twitter it's been in the news it's had a new boss it's got a new boss it's all changed but it's also a thing which has been around the whole time we've been doing the babble and we thought mm. hmm let's reflect on that so we're going
1: to reflect on that what will die first the babble or Twitter join us next week to see <laughs> whether Twitter is still here yes we're going to talk about all of that We've actually wanted to talk about this for ages. I've been banging on at all to talk about this for a long time, and you've always resisted, so we're doing it now. Have I? Yeah, you have. Well, you know, we don't need to go into it, but it's quite close to your day job, isn't it? And you're worried you'd be tedious about it. Well, now we're not worried about that, No, so we're (laughs) we're going to do it. Just before any of that, the usual disclaimer, we do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yes, but these are very much our own views, so if anything that we say makes you want to hammer out 280 characters filled with stroppy emojis and argumentative lines, hammer them at us and not for the organisations for whom we work, yes?
0: At us, don't at our employers, is what we're saying, okay?
1: That's right. Shall we, for almost the last time, get on with it?
0: Yes. of the week right in half time what's an in half day for anyone who has come 271 episodes and doesn't know well, Inhofe will be having a field day if he was here right now, wouldn't he? He'd be walking down the streets of Crystal Palace,
1: slipping down the icy streets, and he'd be saying there isn't any climate change. Look, because there's still ice or snow, which is what loads of people are having. He's a senator in America still, despite being a thousand years old, and he is an arse, and he's been an arse for eight years, and he will continue to be an arse. And we name other asses after him, don't we
0: oh Yes, we do. And this week, who is our favourite Arse. Well, probably, uh, you know, I reckon as a candidate for ass of the year.
1: Um, uh, This year's had Putin in it. Quite yeah. a big
0: arse. Putin's been. He has Putin's been, got
1: a good claim on ass of the year. Yeah, he?
0: he's really upped his arse ante this year, yeah. Putin. Um, It's going to, I mean, look, let's not rule anything out, but it, I think he's put in a strong performance yeah. and, and like consistently. We're, go- we're going to need some spectacular archery for anyone to make a late run for that particular title. Put it that way. Well, well it's like bloody Spotify emailing
1: you your hits of the year on the first of December. That just makes me want to go and mess it up. I want to go and like spend the whole of the rest of December listening to Fairground by Simply Red, just to spite myself and annoy the algorithm. I mean, you know, you know how I feel about Simply Red, don't you? I don't. How do you react to this?
0: I genuinely think it's great music. But, really? Yeah, I think I think Simply Red are really good. What? Even this? Yeah, no, I think I I know it's not cool, but I think it's good. I like Simply Red. That's the thing I wouldn't have admitted to <laughs> sooner than this it episode. Is, it is rare.
1: It is rare that I'm speechless. <laughs> I think I think 272 episodes in. That's it. I've got nothing to say. No, I'd rather French kiss a skunk. Putin, arse of the year, but I reckon running him a close second, because Prince Andrew did his stuff before, is Elon <laughs> Musk. Right? Elon Musk. Now, now, you may I think we've talked about that Elon Musk on here before. Cause he is. Amongst other things, one of the largest ever investors in low carbon technology stuff. Has done more, arguably, than many other people to change the perception of and the market for electric cars. Oh. So he can't be
0: entirely an inhoff. Can he? Uh well no, I mean I think I think when I was first sort of aware of him that was the widely held kind of view within green circles at least people, people who hadn't spent much time thinking about him were like hey electric cars used to be the g whiz and things that you know oh the Sinclair C5 right? That, that tomorrow's dad. world presenters would fold themselves into uh, and suddenly this guy came along and made electric cars like aspirational and all the rest of it and so he must be pretty cool, hey? Uh, and he did his, you know, he has come on, he has done, and you, know, he's done some good, genuinely pretty amazing low carbon stuff, like all of those gigafactories um, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Problem is, he's also an absolute arsehole, and that. Is starting to show. I would be interested if anyone has done the maths on whether
1: or not if you add up all of the carbon that he's like saved. This is why adding up carbon is stupid from inventing all of them electric cars and stuff. And then you took off all the carbon he's burned from sending rockets into space, rockets whether or not sometimes containing cars. Let's not forget. Right, good, fine, (laughs) yes, okay, and the construction of aforementioned rockets, and indeed aforementioned cars. And if you just did the sort of thing the government likes to do, and we're going to come to this, which is a stupid carbon calculator exercise, I wonder whether or not he is on an balance mathematically in Inhofe or not. But what he is, anyway, is controversial at the moment, because he is ruining everyone's fun. Since his takeover, Musk has fired or accepted resignations from about two-thirds of Twitter's staff.
0: If you looked at it as a business, you'd have to say, no, no, stay away from this. But it's sort of like buying a yacht or a baseball team for a rich person. And this is interesting to him. Exactly. So you will no doubt be aware that earlier this year, he said he wanted to buy Twitter. Twitter was a public company. He wanted to take it private and be boss of Twitter. Long, boring, protracted story later. He is boss of Twitter. (laughs) And one of the things he said he was going to do was stop all of this lily-livered, moderation and censorship and cancelling and he was going to let everyone back on and it was going to be the kind of freest of free speech platforms and he's sort of done that um, and now it's a cesspit of hate and racism and awfulness and people right, are leaving le- and advertisers have stopped advertising and it's all going
1: <laughs> now
0: alright now look now listen we're going to do this in a methodical and considered way that was methodical and considered.
1: Well, I'm not having the idea that a year ago Twitter was a beautiful bastion of love and harmony, and then Elon Musk come along I'm and now so- it's a cesspit of hate, which is what you said. <laughs> it's always it's always been full
0: of arseholes. Yes, but at least people full. tried to get the arseholes out. Right. Uh, uh, now like, he's actively welcoming them back in. Yeah,
1: it is it is it appears to be worse now for sure. But there's lots of stuff I want to talk about. Before any of that, before any of that, I'm interested in I'm interested in some basics, right? It is, I suppose, theoretically possible that someone might be listening to the Babel or may listen to the Babel a hundred years in the future when Twitter is but a distant memory along with the rest of planet Earth. And And humanity. Humanity. (laughs) How would you, if a Martian came down to earth, or if you were trying to go back 40 years and explain to yourself as a child I'm not. You were were trying to explain. I'm not 40. I'm not far off 40. (laughs) You
0: were trying to explain. But I'm not 40.
1: You were trying to explain what Twitter is. What is it? How would you describe it in a way that someone who had no conceptual framework would get it?
0: I genuinely don't think I could. I don't have have the capacity to explain something like that to people who wouldn't know what the internet was. I mean. So Elon Musk describes it as a kind of digital town square or like public square or something the idea that it's a place where everyone comes everyone congregates to chew the cud to have opinions to shout crazy things and that's interesting because it's a melting pot of opinions and people orient to certain other people and that's fine so it's a kind of I mean, how do you explain an online version of something to somebody who doesn't know what online is? But but it's, yeah, okay, but
1: it's not just the, so I agree with you, it's really hard to do, but I think the hardest thing to do is not the technological bit of it per se, it's the kind of how it works bit of it. Because it isn't, a digital town square it's not a thing where everyone comes and takes their turn and says their thing and, and walks around and talks to other people it's not that it's something else it's like a new type of kind of shouting chamber or like ignoring chamber it's this weird kind of almost i don't know how would you describe we a, a thing
0: it's, it's a, a, weird a weird thing, thing. yeah <laughs> well one one of the reasons I'm interested in talking about it this week is because it like you know it has been a constant in the 8 years that we've been doing this and i think it's changed quite a lot in those 8 years i think i think it was a little bit more sort of well it was it was it was more benign and it was more kind of chronological like when you went on twitter you saw the stuff that people had recently put on twitter right that mm-hmm. it was like a kind of snapshot of what people are saying now and so That could be really dull if nothing interesting was happening and your friends weren't online. Uh, Or your your friends were dull. Or your friends were dull. Uh, Or it could be really interesting if something interesting was happening and all your friends are talking about it. But it's changed in that time, as have all of the social media platforms, um, Mm. where they've they've sort of stepped away from that chronological thing and gone to what they call an (laughs) engagement-based thing, where whatever basically winds people up the most is what you see the most Uh. because it will wind you up, which means that you will engage with it. You will spend more time on it. You will do more interactive things with it. And all of that means they get more advertiser money. So it's a very clever system. They've worked out that making people feel angry or scared or suspicious is is a very easy way to maintain their attention and to get them feverishly typing away at the keyboard or hammering away at their smartphone. And that is good for business. And that... That's why I don't think anyone really likes it anymore. And we're all, like a drug, we're all addicted to it, even though we know it's not good for us.
1: Well, you're not. You packed it in, didn't you? Packed in, the Twitter. You were like, no, and you deleted it, just like you deleted Facebook and then came back, I noticed. Doing precisely what we've done 18 times before is exactly the last thing they'll expect us to do this time. Yeah, well, look, so you're not on it anymore, anyway. Cut a long story short. you did not stop you using the Babble You used the Babble's Twitter account the other day for old business, I saw you doing it. You did something. You did a tweet that an owl would send to someone that an owl would listen to, um,
0: and it, uh, from the Babel account. I yes. saw you, son. No, it wasn't a tweet. Was it a tweet or is it a dear? Yeah. Yes. Well, this is this is the thing. I took so I took a very bold, principled,
1: futile, uh, very high horsey, self-defeating, <laughs> position uh, and ultimately
0: self-defeating decision to leave Twitter. And the reason I chose to leave Twitter was basically because I was like, I cannot trust myself. Mm. to use it less like I'm just using it far too much and what annoyed me was that I was using it passively it wasn't like I was going on Twitter to say what I thought about stuff or to talk to people or to interact with things and ideas I was just scrolling I was just absorbing all of these other opinions and that had two impacts one was I was just wasting a prodigious amount of time and two I stopped being able to work out what I thought about a thing because I was just Taking on more and more of other people's opinions, so I decided that was stupid. I'm going to get on. no, no good ever came of taking of
1: listening to other people's opinions. It stops one having principled, unthought through ideas. Exactly,
0: exactly. And, and, and that's how are you supposed to have like unswerving confidence in your own views if you've listened to anyone else's? There's a lot to be said for that.
1: <laughs> Albeit, if you sit back and look at it, you're saying a strange thing. <laughs> there is a lot to be said for that because no, shit is confused. I think it's probably a happy medium, and I yeah, haven't probably, quite struck it. But well, you have struck it by like deleting your own account and then using the Babbles account to do that until I catch you and
0: say, "Get off! Yes, Stop!" I'm sorry about that, Stop tweeting in- Rachel Riley. In my- <laughs> I didn't, in my defence, I did finally get that travel insurance claim uh, resolved. <laughs> That's sorry. what it was. You were complaining. <laughs> That's what it, you cheeky. It's not cheeky I spent three months Three months of my life Trying to get a travel insurance company To give me money that they owed me And in the end I had to take to Twitter Using the babble Sorry babble
1: Okay, back, a Twitter quick Twitter quiz. I'm interested if you know, and, and there's reasons for these questions. right? We're going to put Twitter into some context before we start debating it as if it is Jesus Christ Almighty, right? So you're up for a quick Twitter quiz? Yes. Right. As a percentage of the global population, which we have just established is how many? Uh, eight billion and change. That's right. As a percentage of the global population,
0: how many... People are on Twitter. Uh, right, so 8 million would be 1%. Is that right? Is that correct, maths? Or is that
1: 0.1%? You carry on working out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own working out because I don't have this answer. So I'm working out. Okay, got, I think I've how many the people
0: are on... I think I do know this. It's about 200, and sort of 200 or 300 million are on Twitter. Something like that. Oh, God. 400, 400, 400 million. 400 million is. 400 million on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fifty percent, five percent Oh that can't so... be right. <laughs> Hang on. Da, 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 da. Is that five percent or point five percent? No, it's five percent.
1: You've done that in your head, that's very impressive. Five percent was the correct much. answer. Yeah. Yeah, well technically four point nine five percent. But well will you will you give me five? I'll give you five. Thank you. Yes, 5%. One in 20 of the global population is- Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Right, right. Right, (laughs) exactly. There are, more accurately, 396 Twitter accounts, Mm. which, given that you and I, well, until recently, both have accounts and there's a Babel account, means you can immediately get rid of one of those.
0: Yeah. Well, do you know what happened when I deleted my account? Because I properly deleted my account. Uh, and then you, what, what? Well, so, what so, happened so. is that immediately a bot took it over and then promptly got banned. This is because this was all pre Musk. So there were still, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a little, little bot all going around being racist and stuff or something. I don't know if it, it did anything, but because somebody said to me, like, what did you do to get suspended from Twitter? I was like, I didn't get suspended from Twitter. I just deleted my account. And so it used to say this hmm. account no longer exists, but now it says. This account has violated Twitter's rules or something, and what? And, it, and a bot took it over, and uh, immediately. <laughs> this is all was fun and even games. more of a dick than I was on Twitter. <laughs> it's all fun and games, lol, ruffle until you go for it. Start applying
1: for jobs. I know. And they check out your social media history, and they see that you've been banned from everyone. Worried about this? Yeah, that's not good, is it? No. No, you're getting nasty. Anyway, it's yeah, So, so at least in principle. There are, but of course, there isn't. And in fact, it's estimated there are actually only there's half of that is actual people. Is the estimate? I'd be amazed if it is that many.
0: Given like so, look what's going on at the moment in the UK. Lots and lots of strikes going on, and one of the things that's gone on is there has been a very obvious and organised kind of bot campaign to try and discredit train drivers. So it's like there's a fake tweet that says. um, Cards on the table, I'm a train driver and I earn seventy-five thousand pounds and but ba- blah 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 basically I don't support this strike. And if you search for that form of words, it's replicated thousands of times, no. exactly the same tweet, all by all of these apparently real people, and it's obviously not real people, it's bots. So that indicates it's one example rather of how many people are fake on Twitter. So what what is a bot? It's a simulated human being. Oh, uh, well, it's not robot. Me, Is it a little it... robot
1: sitting there with its laptop open?
0: Well, to an extent, yeah. Like there, you will find on the internet pictures of of f- sort of farms where you have like hundreds and hundreds of smartphones all hooked up uh, to stuff. Each, Why they're growing in these farms? Um, bots. They're sort of similar. I don't know how to describe bots. Obviously I don't know how to describe bots, but it's fake profiles. Profiles made by computers rather than made by humans. So who's doing it? Who's doing it? Who's who's doing fake who's doing fake who's doing fake bottery? Some organized people are doing fake bottery. So there's been lots of reports about like Russian influence on oh. uh elections using bots. So, you know, you create the impression that there is um a much greater opposition to Policy X or politician Y by setting up all of these bot accounts to say silly things. So malicious, malicious people or bots, but somewhere
1: there are people, are making it look like things are widely held views that are not.
0: Uh here you go. Here's what the internet dictionary says. Um a bot is oh who well, they this is what Wikipedia says. An internet bot, web robot, robot or simply bot is a software application that runs automated tasks over the internet, usually with the intent to imitate human activity on the internet, such as messaging, on a large scale. Which I think is, you'll agree, exactly what I said. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with we established in what a bot is.
1: In the UK... Uh, this data is as of the end of October by the way on the thing I just found that may or may not be statistically robust as of the end of October in the UK what percentage of actual humans that use Twitter are estimated to be men
0: oh that's a good question well given that it's all about shouting and bullying and sort of unsolicited opinions I'd say quite a large percentage we got sixty five percent
1: Ooh, oh six sixty percent well fifty fifty eight and a half in the u k now that is that's less than the global figure the global figure is seventy percent, which means there is a greater chance that companies do that sell stuff to men are more likely to use Twitter than companies that sell stuff to women how about that oh
0: ah there you go mm. um yeah, I mean one one of the things that has been awful about Twitter for a long time. Don't know if it's been this way since the beginning, but certainly for a long time is the rampant misogyny on Twitter. Uh, mm. The extent to which female public figures, female politicians get way more abuse and horrible, horrible. I mean, all abuse is horrible, but like really nasty, sexualized, violent abuse or misogynistic abuse. It's just it's just gross, isn't it? And it's very difficult. I don't know. I've never been subject to any nastiness on Twitter. Have you? Only from you, all right? Well, there you, there you go. So it's quite. I think it's sometimes quite difficult for men to appreciate how bad it is for for women and also all sorts of other people.
1: You, you know, men who use what well, me who uses Twitter. Occasionally, someone will call you an arsehole and you'll get into a slanging match. And occasionally, indeed, one might call someone else an arsehole. But that's not what we're talking about here, right? We're no. talking about. In fact, a, a colleague of mine announced that she is quitting Twitter because of the uh, just racism is on the rise, and just the horrible racist res- response or something. She's had enough. She's off. I don't blame her. Um,
0: right. Well, yeah. this is this is the thing I did want to talk about. So, firstly for your colleague that's shit I'm sorry but also sounds like a good shout to leave though you shouldn't be forced to leave but you know sad though isn't it but yeah okay. it is yes. yeah it's very sad yeah. uh, but that is why uh, Elon Musk is in in a half corner because in taking over Twitter he has positioned himself as a free speech champion and he said right you can come on here say whatever you like that's how speech works And what has happened, and you saw it like the moment he took ownership, you saw people running what they called censorship tests. So they would be tweeting as much racist, homophobic, think of a thing that's shitty, and they'd be tweeting it uh, to see if it got taken down and see if they got banned. And what's interesting-ish about that is that they were now lumping climaty stuff into it, i.e. climate denial so that is a big shift that's happened over the last period of time where what we used to think about of climate denial on Twitter was like other Inhoffs, like that man, Viscount Ridley. Do you remember Viscount Ridley? I have a number of responses on climate change and it's a gigantic
1: topic and it's like wrestling with an octopus. And I'm not succeeding very well in persuading people uh, that we're exaggerating the problem and we're choosing the wrong solutions but that, that is has been not, we've, we've talked about him on here before like go back into your Babel archives he's the guy who owns a coal mine has a coal mine in his land and yet talks about how climate change is all made up and we shouldn't do anything about it. no not all made up but you know he's one of them people who says we don't need to worry about it basically but yes. it happens coincidentally to have a coal mine in his land so yes, you know, yes. yes. huge coincidence
0: um, yeah. yes but he is an expert on pheasants uh, shagging so that's what his PhD is in pheasant sex Really? And yep, that's his yeah. uh, reproductive cycle of peasants or something. Uh, and he managed to oversee the first run on a British bank in 150 years, oh, well um, precipitating the financial crisis to some extent. So he's a, it's a guy you should listen to on climate. Mm. Is basically what we're saying. Um, on Twitter, on Twitter, he's on, yes, he's on Twitter. Yeah. but this is so this is a thing that that greenies on twitter used to get across about was like oh there are assholes like matt ridley saying bad things about mm. climate as in saying things that aren't true or whatever mm. and now it's kind of like culture warsy stuff so like there's all of this whole sort of i shall not be cancelled stuff where People are saying, I'm going to say my misogynistic thing and I'm going to say my racist thing and I'm going to say my climate denial thing and it's all part of that kind of alt-right kind of toxic masculinity playbook now and that's all very depressing and it's all enabled by Musk's, shall we say, laissez-faire approach to moderation. Yeah, no, I want to talk about this a bit because we you reminded me this is a thing I'd said
1: before and I forgot I said it, right?
0: Oh, your strongly held views that I occasionally well, remind you you hold. Yeah,
1: well, so if you take Musk at his word, which one shouldn't do, right? So he has said he wants to make Twitter, yeah, what well, did you say? The digital town square. So the idea that it's a place where you can go and you can have debate and and it'll be, you know, the good version of free speech where everyone can have their say and then, you know, the the best views prevail. That sort of Aristotelian, Socratic kind of idea. yeah <laughs> right? How do you like them apples? Golly. That's the sort of shit you get on your brain on climate. You get Socratic ideas, mate. That's what you get. Uh, okay, no. um, in principle, I think that is a noble aspiration. And I stress in principle, if someone could build a thing, if someone could actually do it, which was a way for humans to debate online in a constructive way with people that they don't agree with, but the conclusion of which was well-informed social consensus, everybody happy they've had their say. If genuinely that you could do that, I'd be all down with that, right? You can't do that just by removing moderation and letting Donald Trump back on, because what happens is people are c*****. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. Language, you can't do that if people are allowed to be anonymous. You can't do that if, you, if you've got bots everywhere. You can't do that if the algorithm is ah, shows you the stuff that is designed to wind you up, because that's how you make money, is the stuff that winds you up is the stuff you want people to see. You can't do that if you are gearing people towards allowing the most hateful, irritating
0: stuff to be rewarded. Can you all? No, you can't. And also, he isn't letting everyone have their say because anyone who criticises him gets booted off.
1: (laughs) It's quite funny, actually, isn't
0: it? That spate spate of people. For a man who is such a bastion of free speech, is remarkably thin-skinned. Yes, it's funny how they often go together, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, Yes, I had another sensible-ish thing to say. can't remember what it was. Oh, I slightly disagree with you on the anonymous thing. Like, I think there are quite a lot of examples where you should be allowed to be anonymous. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, well, I know. But well, this is sort of what's about. Yes, okay.
1: Fine. 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 But it's not that's what's about.
0: There's, there's this kind of idea that like anonymity is the thing that people hide behind. And if we if people weren't allowed to be anonymous, suddenly everyone would be kind. It's like, don't think so. <laughs> don't think no, that's I, how it works. No, okay. But there is a difference between someone, say, in Iran who is not
1: able to you know, be open about who they are that needs to hide behind a pseudonym so that they can don't get caught. There's a difference between that yes. and and XJ916P, who's got a picture of a Union Jack of seven Rottweilers and posts pictures about how Nigel Farage should be the next Jesus Christ Almighty,
0: Yes, com- and coming that, in and having his opinion on train strikes. That's and different. And that, as, uh, to, to complete the circle, is a bot. Dave. <laughs> that is that is what we're talking not about. Not always though. They're not always. Not bots, always, though. but not a always. large, like, uh, large proportion of them are bots. With funny names like that, they are often bots.
1: I don't blame you. And I think like I've been thinking a lot about have you listened to yet that thing I sent you? The Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's um wonderful wreath lecture. No, I've put that on
0: my list of things to sit down and listen to properly.
1: You must you must listen to it because it's right up your alley. It's right up this alley. If you haven't listened to it, it is available uh, everyone in the world can listen to it. Just find, search for that, you'll find it. It's amazing. All about self-censorship and her position is that the the kind of public shaming aspect of what things like Twitter lend itself to is part of she she describes it as like the the the, and the opposite of creativity. The opposite is stifling. It's causing us all to stifle our own Contrary opinions. We're not even allowed to think things, never mind express them. And she says, like, you know, she hates racism. She's also been on the sharp end of racism a lot, but she doesn't want to live in a world where you can't even say something. So she's kind of—it's it's a really interesting kind of take. And I've been thinking about it, right? And a lot of people would say, well, you know, social media pylons and stuff like that. A lot of people say, and she—they like she, electricity pylons.
0: They—they, they, yes. What? Hmm. Big, big metal structures, but made entirely out of smartphones.
1: Pylon, like someone says something and then half the internet jumps on and calls them a bad end And shames shames them off. Um, Like that. And some people say, well, that's consequences. That's just accountability. That that's a good, that's that's exercising. Well, if you say something bad, you should have consequences for it. But she says, no, it's not that. It's out the other side because it's distorted and it's kind of... You know, it's not—it's not really how you would behave in in debate. Like, it's not—it's beyond consequences because it can. You know, you're talking about actual threats to life. You're talking about actual death threats. You're talking about kind of actual. You know, this stuff escalates and people whip themselves up. Um, That this idea, um, the wonderful James Williams has written about, and we'll talk about him in a minute as well. He's written about this idea of like amplification feedback. Well, that's what Twitter is. It's not an echo chamber. It's like everyone's everyone gets very excited and starts like screaming and everyone screams and everyone screams some more until the whole thing is blown completely out of proportion to the potentially relatively minor uh, thing that was done in the first place. So um, I've just been thinking a lot about it, like, and I I think there's like, I like the idea that if you say something that is a bad view, you can get called out for it. That's a good thing. But I don't like the idea- That's accountability. That's accountability. But I don't like the idea of like people actually being scared for their life and being like publicly dragged through shame for relatively small things, which can also happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I think there's a lot in that. And uh, the wonderful, I think he's wonderful, Graham Norton did a thing about this the other day where, you know, sort of addressing this idea that is held quite strongly among basically kind of quite old blokes, mainly. Not exclusively, but quite old blokes. uh, Sort of who are of the view that you can't say anything anymore and like, you know, they're cancelled. And he's like, no, that's... That's not what's going on here. What's going on here is that in the past you didn't really have any accountability. You could you could say things without any accountability if you were in a position of like extreme kind of structural privilege where you know you were a John Cleesey type person and you got to go on the BBC and say whatever you liked and people who disagreed with you from a different backgrounds didn't really get you know much of course of that and is that like what's going on now is that if you say something which is you know let's be charitable and say times have moved on but people like that haven't necessarily and if you say something which is out of whack by that and people disagree with it well that's accountability that's not cancelling you that's just accountability so i think there it like if that was how it worked that it was all yes. quite civil and yeah. <laughs> you know and reasoned then that would be good. But what happens is that yeah, exactly. That that pylon thing is horrible. The, the pylon pile- and this is what I mean. Like, this is why you can't have
1: with with a site that works like that basically does. You can't have what Elon Musk ostensibly says it's gonna do. And you can't have like a civilized kind of place for free speech. It don't work like that because humans get all excited. Because we're not supposed to, we're not geared up to use Twitter. It's only yesterday, evolutionarily speaking, we were throwing Poo at each other from tree branches. Like, we're not designed to experience what everyone thinks all at once, really loudly. Like you say, it it discombobulates one. (laughs) Everybody's marriage is falling apart except ours. See, the problem's communication. Too much
0: communication. Partly, you know, possibly I didn't recognize it as that, but I think that is probably why I left. I just felt as I, I think I'm just overwhelmed by it. I don't, I don't know what Too to much. do with all of this information anymore. It's like, when you, it's
1: like when you go into a supermarket and like you want some bread and you go in there and there's like shit loads of different bread you can have.
0: And you just go, I don't want oh, all do you of that. You I just so want old. someone to give me some bread. Sometimes, like, sometimes yeah, there are just little windows into your geriacity, if that's... I, you, I
1: just want things to be simple. I don't want choice. I want bread. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, if we had more time I'd make you up a t-shirt and that could be our new Babble t-shirt oh Dave look it's a complicated world out there mate and you're doing very well you're doing don't very you well. ever think don't you ever no I'm going to talk about this oh, it's my podcast okay. I've only got a few more episodes
1: don't you ever go into a bookshop and look at all the books. I went into Foils in Charing Cross Road, massive, massive bookshop. And there's a place where you can stand and you can see like almost five floors of books all at once. And don't you ever look at like all those all those books, each one of which contains like a hundred thousand words, and like each one of which is the life work of someone and the pride and joy of someone. And don't you just think like that's too many books? I do. It's no, I too do... many books.
0: <laughs> I do. I just I do want a book that, to maybe.
1: read. <laughs> I don't want all that.
0: Because somebody there was a thing, there was a thing that sort of quantified how many books it's possible to read in a lifetime. Not like, many books, and it's not like even for people who are like avid readers. You know, let's let's say you manage two books a month. My mate, my right. mate Tony, my mate Tony is an avid reader. He's one of them
1: people who, um, who like posts a list every month of the book that he's read. And normally there's about seven books on there. So he gets a through. Month? Yeah, yeah, he reads like wow, so he, okay, a, obsessive different, reader, different yeah. level. But even so, even so, what's that like? Um, uh, eighty a year. Call it a hundred to be charitable. So in your lifetime, if you live to be eighty, you're going to do eight thousand books. Eight thousand books.
0: Well, let's knock off a thousand because let's let's assume he's not getting through War and Peace when he's naught to one. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And there are gazillions of them about. So I do I do share that sort of like, oh, God, how do I know that this is the right book to read? Mm. Uh, And as a result, don't read any books, which for anyone who has been my my manager at any stage in in my working life, uh, won't be a surprise to them, because that's exactly how I approach difficult questions. How do I know this is the right answer? How about I don't do any answers? Hello there, my name is Crichton2x4b523p, such a jerky middle name, and you are listening to Sustainable.
1: Right, oh good, I'm glad you talked about how there's too much stuff, because what I wanted to you you make sure... To we, you talked about how there's too much well, stuff. Well, thank you for going on about it, <laughs> what I wanted to make sure we talked about... <laughs> <laughs> was the the if you you haven't read this it astounded me you hadn 't read this put a link will you in the show notes to stand out of our light by James Williams okay which one I think called will. the I think it's called the something oh God box. prince
0: andrew's trending on Twitter really yeah why is oh Prince Andrew God. trending on Twitter this can 't oh, be good was- unless it 's very good Not even that more, son. Oh, okay. No, it's yeah, it's just the Harry and Meghan Netflix thing. Well, I, right, okay. you've
1: completely derailed what I was going to talk about.
0: But look, look, I don't think it's a healthy impulse
1: to just everyone say what's on their mind either. No. Like, just shut up and stop saying what's on your mind. And I'm, I'm fully aware that's rank hypocrisy from a man who's had a podcast for eight years. But I <laughs> don't. I think that impulse of like one of the biggest problems with Twitter is it's just people saying stuff. Yeah. Of no interest even to themselves, half the time. And I definitely include myself in that. Can I talk about what I was going to talk about, please? Yeah, I wish you would. Oh, for God's sake. Go and read Stand Out of Our Light by James Williams. It's small, it's fr- a free ebook, although you can give some money if you want. An Amazing thing. He says the problem with stuff like, not just, but stuff like Twitter. Is threefold. He goes. It's look. There is the thing. Everyone. The stuff we've been talking about in here, which is about like distraction, right? About how it just kind of the thing is designed to be a time sink. It is designed to make all miss deadlines. It's designed to make all sleep badly at night, right? It's not an accident if, if, if at all. If at all, it's not an accident. The doom scrolling thing is designed. This is like, and he makes this wonderful point in there. He goes like. You know how like people go, Oh, I just need to exercise some self-restraint and it will be fine. It's like, yeah, but what you were dealing with is a thing, a machine of unspeakable power designed by some of the cleverest psychologists yeah. in human history, that yeah, is yeah. designed to make you not do that. You are fighting that every yeah. time,
0: right? This so- is a point. This is a point I make repeatedly in my non-podcasty life. It is one fallible human brain right. versus The best computers and the deepest pockets and the best behavioural scientists around. All all of the stuff, all of that really basic stuff about the chemicals in our
1: brain and what gets them going is exploited by people with vast amounts of money and much, much Bigger brains than you, right? So don't beat yourself up if you're doom scrolling all night. It's exactly what they want you to do. Anyway, that's not even really his point, right? Because he says that that's the that's the sort of the obvious problem of this stuff. That is, if you like problem one, right? But problem two is it starts, that starts to have the more time you are spending twatting about, listening to what people are saying about what Megan and Harry are saying about something, the less you are thinking about, like, what do I want? What do I want yeah. to be paying attention to? Do I want to read that book that's been sat there? Um, do I want to be engaged in this? You kind of just it just takes you over. And you're not doing the things that you actually want to be doing. And like that on a sort of click by click, scroll by scroll basis, right? It's just a tweet, it's just ten seconds. But add all them ten seconds exactly. up. Exactly. Add it all
0: up. Exactly. Add it all up. Think what you could do in that time. It's the corrosive, the attritional, corrosive nature of all of this stuff. And that's one of the reasons it's very hard to pin anything on these platforms because they will say, "All right, show me the tweet, show me the tweet that caused you to completely ruin your life or show me the tweet that stopped you becoming the person that you always wanted to be and' like so, there wasn't one it's just you know cumulative effect um and in at a much more serious and troubling way like that's what happens you know there has recently been uh the inquest to the death of a 14 year old girl in england called molly russell um and the coroner ruled that like this the content she was consuming on it was on pinterest and on instagram like was a contributory factor in her death but it wasn't that there was one piece of really nasty content she saw it was that algorithmically she was recommended more and more and more of this stuff because that according to the algorithm was what she liked what she was engaging with so it gave her more of it mm-hmm. uh, and very few of those individual posts were like illegal or anything you know there was it was just sort of reinforcing some really bad stuff so yeah it's by it's by design i i I will I'm at risk Dave of getting quite boring and worky about this so I'm going to I'm going to shut up. But anyway, he says
1: even that is not the worst thing about it. That there's another tier of distraction. So you've got the distraction on a day-to-day basis. You've got the distraction from doing the things on a more sustained basis that you might want to do. But the biggest distraction he says, the biggest problem is you are distracted from even thinking about what you want to be doing. So you're not even it's not like you Uh, You spend enough time on there, you don't even want to read books anymore. You don't even want to like Mm. think about what you want to do in your life. All of that stuff that requires thinking and ruminating and kind of getting on with it, you're not even doing that. So how does he describe it? He says it's a machine designed to harvest our attention. Today's challenges are vast and we need to give the right sort of attention to the right sort of things. He says that is what things like Twitter should be for. And if they're not, we should kick them out because that's not what the goal of Twitter is. The goal of Twitter is not for us to think about how to solve climate change or for us to think about how to get on with each other it's to make money for people that's what it's for right and that that is this fundamental conflict between us being better as people and better as a species or not there is some good stuff and i don't want to be all like it's
0: universally awful about it like I have well, actual of course, you know, friends. Like, that's so. It really annoys me. I was sat in a meeting today where people were saying that, and I was like, oh, "Look, uh. internally, obviously, I said this. Externally, I just nodded and agreed." But of course, it's not all bad. Because otherwise it wouldn't exist. It's a bit like drugs. It's like if, if if the thing about drugs was that you only had the horrible addiction, the ruin financially ruinous thing and like the dreadful physical consequences, like I don't think people would do drugs. They do drugs because drugs are fun. And like obviously no, there's a good thing about Twitter.
1: But it's not just that it's not I don't just mean the dopamine hit of it. I mean like it's like it does some good in the world. Right, like it is. It's from, from capable social... of it. It's very yeah, powerful, and, it's,
0: and you can be used for good or bad. Yeah,
1: it could be useful. Like you say, you can organize demonstrations on it. You can do things like the Arab Spring. You can, you know, particularly in places where it's very hard to get a voice heard. It could be useful for that sort of stuff. I have friends that I have made off of Twitter. The Babel has been able to get millions of listeners as a result. Solely I think it's billions. Twitter, now. billions. Billions. Yeah. Every single Twitter account has spent. Most of its time tweeting about the Babel. We've got guest. We've
0: got guests on Twitter. We've reached out to people on Twitter and got them that way. I would say it probably is how I find out by following what people
1: like, say, friend of the Babel, James Murray, has to say about something. That's like you know, you you can find out what people you
0: trust think about things. Which that's is a good. thing I have missed since I left Twitter. I will admit, I I definitely don't know as much <laughs> about what's going on. And genuinely, and I don't want to be a prick about this, but like, it is good
1: to be able to see what Matt Ridley and James Dellingpole and people who think like that think, and not even for the reason that you might think, which is so you can destroy their argument, but just, you need to know what people who are not you think about the stuff that you think. You need to know that, right? Yes, yes, but... That is all, that is, those are all things
0: you could not have done on your own terms anyway... No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit because... It's not bullshit. No, it is bullshit because one of the things I have done as a result of spending slightly less time on Twitter is watch more telly. Now, before you say that's not a productive use of my time, quite a lot of that telly is things like Newsnight, where people who I disagree with come onto Newsnight and say things that I disagree with. But I'm like, well, that's quite interesting. I hadn't heard that. So uh, no, this idea that only... Twitter has provided a platform to alternative views. Like, bullshit, you know. Home, watch TV.
1: Feels to me that at some point, humanity is going to invent a way to do it properly. But it isn't any of the things on the table at the moment. I don't think it's that bloody Mastodon thing. Like, we got... Are you it's on Mastodon? Funny. No, I'm not on Mastodon. Yeah, it's like it's you need too, a PhD in computer I, I science like we're both to work too it old out. For it. It's too complicated. I, I need the excuse not to do it. I also, I, I, if I understand it right, I think Mastodon is only going to decrease the number of voices that don't agree with you that you're likely to see. And I don't think that is a good thing. Like, I want on Twitter, I reckon half the people I follow on Twitter are people that I, at the very least, are not rabid greenies like me,
0: right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't
1: yeah. think it's a good direction for social media for us to just make our own little bubbles. We're Is that how Mastodon from... works? I genuinely
0: don't understand how it works. I'm not on it. I, I,
1: so. probably not. I'm sure people will write in and tell us. Probably not, but you basically have to choose, at least the way it's set up at the moment, you have to kind of choose a tribe, basically, a server that you're on. So, like, there's for example, there's like a Climate Justice one, and you join that, and it's not like Twitter, in, in that like you get to see all of the views Anywhere else in Twitter, you have to kind of actively seek. It's some. It's different anyway. I mean, I don't know because he seems to require a PhD in computer science even to set an account up, and that's it. I don't have that, so I'm out. As you're but mashing like, at the keyboard, index bang, finger, index, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type, exactly. Type, type, anything that makes us scream at each other more is bad, and anything that makes us not hear views we don't like is bad, and those seem to be the two
0: models for social media that are being kicked around at the moment. Yes, I think I think that's probably right, and it's the screaming at each other. That- Bit which is the bit I find, I think most troublesome because Dave get enough of that off of me. I get enough of that off of you, although thank God not for much longer. <laughs> you think and I'm not going to scream at you other? anymore? Yeah, I'll just call
1: you up on a Thursday night and scream at you. Yeah. <laughs> I call you a knob for an hour and then die. <laughs> I think the people in this country have had enough of experts.
0: No, I am to be a terrible, terrible hippie for a bit. Uh, the okay. thing that worries me is that. As things get scarier and worse In terms of the physical changes To the planet and its atmosphere And the all And the all um, And the inevitable reactions to that We need more of Empathy and compassion And oh, I'm playing the simply red Empathy and compassion music Thank you hey, That's just perfect, thank you um, <laughs> Could you just play that Quietly throughout this episode no. Just don't do any other editing. Just, just that. No, We're that's what we're going to need. We're going to be, able, we're going to have to like look for the best in other people. We're going to have to recognize that different points of view are valid. We're going to need to build upon a basis of love and compassion because otherwise, we are just going to tear each other apart. And social media does the opposite. Like all of the various models do the opposite. So that is the thing. That's the thing that troubles me the most about it, I think. And I yeah, yeah, don't think I don't think enough people in greeny world think that. I think they still think it's a fight and we just need to win the fight. And I think when you stop fighting, man, I think the fighting is the problem. Final thing, Dave, is a question I wanted to ask you because I remember... I remember a time long, long ago. You were asked in a worky context what you made of Twitter. Was I? And you stood up and you eulogized about it. It wasn't Did it. I? You uh that's not quite a right word, is it? Anyway, you were you were very emphatically positive about it and you said it had transformed the way you work and you were, you know, just uh, saying no? it's this incredible, brilliant tool. And I just wonder uh, looking back on the uh, last eight years What you feel about, like, Twitter in a worky context, Twitter in a climatey context, Twitter in the sense of, like, helping you do your job and stuff. Like, has it been good, meh, or dreadful?
1: Well, I've got no counterfactual, have I? I don't know what it would have been like otherwise. It has definitely, like, it is true. It's dramatically changed how I do my job. Because we were, you know, we're the generation that started off campaigning when there wasn't a Twitter, and then as we got into campaigning, there became a Twitter, and so like we got to actually start. We were that people are starting to use it kind of for the first time.
0: Do you remember the the kind of kerfuffle about like we need to we need to send a tweet now? And it was you you would then go pro through a process of getting fifteen people to try yeah. and write the tweet and another twenty people to try and sign it off, and it's like. I think we've misunderstood Twitter, guys. I think, I yes, think it that's a, how it works.
1: There was a process of adaptation to the speed of the information superhighway that I think took <laughs> took a while. Very much, very much survival of the fittest, that wasn't it? Um, it ha- I mean, you know, we we were able to do things like talk directly to politicians on, you know, things yeah. you could never have done before. Yeah, talk directly to journalists. All of this stuff that did, you know, you were able to kind of have some have some stuff and get it in front of the people that you wanted. In a really interesting way. If you were prepared to be creative and a bit interesting, or have something different to say, you could have thousands of people who thought like you, who were interested in what you wanted to say, to whom you could broadcast stuff, and they'd see it straight away. Those are things you couldn't do before. And they did change how, I think particularly for our sort of generation, who sort of remembered that wasn't the case, they did change how we did our job, i.e. we did a load of stuff on that. Whether or not it's maybe better at my job I don't know I mean I don't do so much of either Twitter or that sort of stuff anymore so I don't kind of I don't kind of know I don't think nowadays anyway it's how you get real change to happen unless you want to get shrieky about something but mm. even then government's just approved we haven't talked about this government's just approved a coal mine um, we talked about this before back in episode 192 we talked about this we banged on about it for ages <laughs> It's uh, people on Twitter getting upset about it
0: Done it it's anyway. Perfect. It's a perfect like, metaphor. We were supposed to talk about the coal mine in this episode. We, we said we were exactly. going to talk about it, yeah. and we managed to get distracted by Twitter, yeah. and forgot to talk about the coal mine. Like it does change stuff. It's just part <laughs> of how things are now, right?
1: And it has a disproportionate influence on what's covered in the media. A disproportionate influence on politics. We've seen that, God knows, over the last year. Whether or not it's a- it's actually made us better at our jobs than we were before. I suspect you had to work a bit harder to be interesting before and you had to work a little bit harder to actually change stuff rather than just kind of who can mobilize the most interesting 140 characters at any given point. Yeah, it's harsh, but it was necessary for me to outlet my emotions. What are you going to do? Seriously, where are you at with all of this? Like do, what do you think? What do you think about what Twitter is, particularly given you spend a large amount of your day banging on about how bad it is. But at the same time, every time you've tried to stop using these things, you've not been able to do it. So where are you at?
0: Yeah, but I don't beat myself up about that because of all the reasons you said earlier. Like it's it's designed to make, you know, people of bears of very little brain like me. It's designed I mean, to just keep me keep me there. Um well, am I at? I I, th- I think well, I think it's very interesting that this year these private these huge companies, massive companies that I think we all assumed were kind of, you know, impenetrable, they were just going to keep on getting bigger and richer. Like Meta is in trouble, like money-wise it is, it is in trouble. Um and Twitter is just kind of imploding after it got taken over by an egomaniac and so I think it's interesting that actually these things might fall relatively at a relatively similar pace to how quickly they rose they might not of course but I, I, I didn't really think they ever would previously and now I'm like mm, yeah I can see how this might all fall apart if people aren't careful um, <laughs> but I just yeah I I generally don't think that all of us being worked up into a state on whatever platform it is and distracted and confused. I just don't think that's great. I, do, I, I know it makes me old, but I really think like the net impact of these things is negative. I think the bad stuff outweighs the good and that uh, we would be doing better at things like trying to deal with climate change or trying to deal with racism or trying to deal with anything bad in the world. I think we'd be probably doing better if we didn't have social media. And I obviously don't know if that's true, but that's what I think. I think probably it's bad. I think I just about don't agree with you, but only
1: really? just about. I think that the scale of the social response that we need and the everything response is so big, you need something that is capable of doing it rapidly. And I can see that social media is every bit as likely to make that not happen. But I don't, you need something that allows us that allows ideas to ripple around the world really quick. And in the absence that that social media is kind of all we've got at the moment for Mm. that. And so I'd rather we got one that worked I don't th- like. I don't think this version of it, as discussed, okay, is particularly fine, yeah. helpful. But I think the idea that if we just turned off the internet, we'd solve climate change. No, no, no. Which no, is not that's, what you said. That's not what
0: I said. And but, I, but there I are I some totally people who think. Yeah, I think there are some really fundamental, like design features of these platforms that we've got at the moment that need to be deleted. And I don't really know what you need to replace them with, but you need to replace them with something better. And I think there's, yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't have some really productive, helpful, useful social media platforms, but we ain't got them at the moment. that is just about it for this week's edition of two old men shouting at clouds clouds see what you've done there nice good yes yes Uh, thank you very much Dave for babbling uh, as ever thank you very much to Dickie Moore for the music that begins ends and twinkles this podcast and to Arthur Stovall for the logo that adorns our stuff have we told Dickie Moore and Arthur Stovall that we're stopping
1: we ought to tell them no, but before we start saying, have we told Dickie Moore and Arthur Stovall that we're stopping? You didn't tell Arabella.
0: Yes, I got in trouble about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. Here, the, A perfect illustration of how our minds are warped. I decided that I, it was important that I make an announcement to my Facebook friends that Babel was going to Dignitas and... In the process, my actual family were like, what? (laughs) Did you not think you might tell us? And there you go. There you go. So sorry, Arabella. Thank you, Arabella. Thank you, Arabella. Sorry, Arabella's mummy and daddy. Thank you, Arabella's mummy and daddy. And sorry, Arthur Stoeple.
1: We shall be back next week for our penultimate episode of with an extra special guest we hope we hope it we hope it comes off so yes, yes fingers yes, crossed hopefully. fingers exciting, fingers yeah. crossed uh, if you would like to get any questions to dave and all you've probably got a couple of days to do it you can do it like as soon as you hear this and we shall try and answer it in our last ever episode which will be at christmas so please do that you can do it by email at hello at sustainababble.fish you will find us on the facebook if you search for Sustainable and we are on the other place like a pair of massive hypocrites yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you too to everyone who has uh, to my great surprise responded with generosity to begging. Dave's begging. begging his yeah. shameless, shameless begging. You lot are much, much kinder than you need to be. Um It's and not indeed, begging. It is begging. It's grubby. It's, not, it's, it's not- grubby, it's self-serving, it's I it's beneath you. Not many things are beneath you, but this is beneath you. All I was saying, and I will say it again,
1: is we're no longer asking for Patreon support because we're about to put the Babel in a bin bag with a brick in it and put it in the canal because the Babel (laughs) has started to shit itself. (laughs) So we're not asking for Patreon support anymore, but if you've always thought all this time, ah, one day I'll give David Owl some money... Go on to patreon.com slash sustainababble and do what loads of people have done and just give us a one-off thank you. It'd be a lovely thing to do. The Babel has never quite paid its way, despite the generosity of all the Babel army. And it's just a lovely gesture. If you want to do that, we would be grateful. And we are massively grateful to the people that have done that. It has warmed our cockles. Thank you.
0: That's not begging, is it? It's begging. Uh, right, what are we what are we doing? Oh, thank, that's it. Thank you to the people. who d- Have obviously.
1: Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, still time to give us a review on iTunes or other podcast mediums of choice, so that people can listen to the babble in perpetuity. Um, thank you, thank you, thank
0: you, thank you to person who emailed us about um, being a farmer. Uh, that person who they that was a, a message on Facebook. Ironically, uh, yeah. Thank you to them. I haven't replied. Sorry. Thank you. Also, there was someone who emailed... Was it an email? Anyway, someone got in touch saying, like, they work in government-y place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was a really lovely message. So thank you. Yeah, well, they basically said, you
1: know, the the gist of it being they work in government as do loads of other people and you know, it gives sucker to the people who have to do this shit for a living inside government every day. So thank you very much and we, we hope that whoever you are the babble gives you a little bit of sucker.
0: Yes. Quite... We really must go, um, not least because I am very, very cold in this shed. Oh. <laughs> very, very cold. Okay, will there be time for a joke. There'll be time for a joke. Join no, me in I a minute. I think so.
1: But a joke. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey,
0: oh! Please make this quick. Hey, oh! Please let this be one of hey, your oh. quick jokes. Hey, oh! I'm actually shivering. Hey, oh. can I put the fan back on? No, just wait a minute. This is <sighs> worth it.
1: Come on, you God. sat through it. Just shut up and listen. You're going to miss this, and you will feel bad for trying to hasten one of the last jokes you're going to get. Go on, then. right? Hey, oh. I don't it's know. topical as well. This is it. Uh, yeah, I spent fifteen Please. hours. <laughs> I spent fifteen hours, all in a and e the other day. It's like trying hospital. to get
0: one of my children up to stairs. I spent
1: 15 hours oh, in hospital the other day, in A&E. 15 hours. I'd drunk a bottle of invisible ink, and they just couldn't see me. Hey, oh
0: No, I'm going to tell that again. Hey, oh! Hey, don't oh. tell it again. You don't deserve another go at that. <laughs> Shit. It's... I, I should have done really... it the other way around.
1: I should have done, i drunk the bottle of Invisible Ink. I uh, was 15 hours in hospital waiting to be seen. That's, that's what I meant. To, that's the way. It was I still wouldn't
0: done. be good.